Today is Friday, March 31st, 2023, and welcome to episode 37 of Rural Reliance with Kitty Couple. My name is Julia, this is my husband Aaron, and we are a small homestead family that work every day towards being more self-reliant. Yeah, and um, make sure you check out the podcast also on Fountain, where you can help earn sats for yourself and for podcast creators uh, by tuning in there. Um, but we're also, you know, on Spotify, uh, any of the other major major podcasting platforms, and I'm trying out uh, Podchaser now as well. So um, if there's any others you want to see us on that you regularly tune into, just let us know, and I will work on getting it on that platform as well. Okay, and um, talking about being more self-reliant, that's really a big topic among homesteading groups right now. And we wanted to go over the steps we are taking and the steps we also think are very important for your side hustle, um, to build your side hustle. So for us, (laughs) side hustles are multiple streams of income. Yes. So what we're doing is trying to get us closer to that retirement, like we've talked about. Mm -hmm. Um, Side hustles are not just now things. We're talking about retirement from our nine to five jobs. Some of these are longer term mm-hmm. uh, things for us as well that we hope um, helps continuous bring us in a little bit of income um, to um, get us where we want to be. So um, I guess we can start going through some of the side hustles that we have or, or have ideas for. We're So we're always looking for things that really align with our current homestead. Yes. And and for us, it is, you know, what can we do with the property we have? Mm-hmm. What can we do in the time we have? What can be automated? Um, you, you know, s- stuff like that or stuff that just fits our personalities yes. even. So, um, we are looking at picking, um, we, so, so yeah, so picking, uh, so for people don't know what picking is, most people refer to it as reselling. Yes. <laughs> we call it picking. Yes. Uh, you'll hear picking, uh, you know, from uh, a lot more of the Southern ones <laughs> compared to the resellers from the Northern and California type people. But they have better opportunities for they, reselling. They do. Because their thrift the, shops and things of that nature. And the massive flea markets. And the flea markets are so much better. For us, our season for, for reselling right now. Yeah, and, and like for them as well, some of their locations, they have yard sales all year long. Because mm-hmm, it's warm. Because it's warm. Us... We're more from March, late March to early Labor Day, around Labor Day, is usually the yard selling time in this area. Yeah. And um, we're also looking to raise mushrooms, be mushroom farmers. We've been talking about this forever. Yes. And when we're talking about mushrooms, we're talking about um, uh, oysters, oysters, shiitake, lion's mane, um, you know, a couple other varieties we've discussed here and there, but those are our three main. And when we you talk about oysters, there's you know hundreds, hundreds of strains, well, probably pro- thousands. Yeah, probably thousands of different species there. Um, so that's something we've been heavily 
focused on probably for three years now? Uh, probably four. Probably four. That it's something we are trying to do. Yeah. And we'll, we'll get more into a few of these as we go through. Um, we also have ideas with um, plant propagation. That's something that I feel like I can really bring to the table because I feel like in, on our homestead, I'm more responsible for food production and fruit preservation. That's that's my my role on the homestead is to make sure that's taken care of. So when we go through and we we have so many plants that are so easy to propagate for us. Right. And we're we're gonna learn how to propagate for ourselves to First. to get to the point of building our food forest. Exactly. So I'm gonna need a lot so you know if it works out really well or we have too many you know we're it's something we've always discussed some right because um for like our food forest i'm gonna need thousands i, I would say every bit thousands of bushes and plants because i don't know if that, that it's gonna feel like we've already planted over a thousand in the field Yes, but the front yard ain't that big. It is that big. If you look at it, it's big. I'm going to need hundreds. It's not, It might not be thousands. It's going to be hundreds. And I'll probably end up propagating thousands because that's how I do. Um, I tend to over... All I'm thinking about is planting all this. <laughs> well, we have to get it prepped first. Um, I also have thought about selling seed starts because I'm really getting pretty decent at it. Um, yeah, yeah. Very much so. Um you know, we, we've talked about that. I think some of that there would require us to maybe expand our uh, seed starting uh, setup, though. I know. It would require setting up. We'd have to have a greenhouse functioning before we could do that or have a much bigger area, like, in our new, like... Um, homestead kitchen. Not Well, not the homestead kitchen. I was thinking, like, outside in that one area we probably have yeah. to have like an area there that's true. where we can expand that out because our screened in porch because i i've gotten pretty good and i've got a good system it doesn't take me a lot of time what takes me the most amount of time is writing off all the seeds and, and figuring out a labeling system and then a really big one for us and this is long term it is i mean as many trees berry vines berry bushes that we've planted we're going to get to the point hopefully sometime where we are producing more than we even want to store exactly more than we could ever hope to eat so the goal is to preserve what we want sell what we don't i can we tell them about your yeah 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 erin's aunt she gifted us with some berry vines and her berry vines last year, she said she stole, what, 20 gallons or something? It was a lot. Yeah, I can't remember how many it was. It was a huge said. amount that she sold. Yeah, it was. And it, it for really good money. So we're more than willing to look at it that way. Um, use what we need and then pull it through. And um, One of the other things we've been talking about, this is also something where I feel like I could add to the homestead, is doing this. Okay, I don't know if cricket or a circuit. I call it a circuit, but I'm really sure it's supposed to be called a cricket. Um, I really think it's a circuit, though. I don't know. I've seen it both ways. I've heard it both ways from everyone. 
but I think it's a circuit. But we really talked about getting one of those machines and start making t-shirts and other items. Um, yeah, I mean, it could be even from our logo brands mm -hmm. type of stuff to, you know, just random t-shirts, sayings to sell, something like that. Um, she's very creative, Julia. So, um, our logo that you've seen, she drew that out. So, stuff like this definitely fits to her skill set. Yeah, I'm, I'm very, and I'm meticulous with my creativity, and I know how to put things like that together. So, mm -hmm. that's something where I could, you know, if it's profitable, I could add to the homestead. It's just, it's a lot upfront cost. Right. We we don't know if that one is we've went we've went back and forth on it quite a few times. Is it time? Is it not time? Well I can tell you right now it's not time because we don't have no place to put it. No place. <laughs> not at all. Um and then one of the things is social media. Our our brand. Yep. Um, you know, from YouTube to, you know, if we ever do get successful, I don't have any, you know, hopes and dreams, but it would be nice. Um, we just like providing this type of information as well. Uh, the podcast, um, you know, I've seen some people talk about having sponsors or um, others saying, you know, they make some off some of the podcast uh, uh, sites and stuff uh, for monetization for ads. Um, you know, maybe in the future when uh, we get bigger into that. And we've also talked about from time to time about getting our blog going. It's something we want to do. It's just been writing the articles from a time perspective has always been our issue at the moment. It's much easier to speak to you. It is. And talk to you than it is to actually write something out and then have to go back and edit it and pre, you know, and edit it again and edit it again. Um, because I have to read it after it's written. He has to read it and then I have to read it again and then it gets posted and then pictures. This is, this is a little bit easier. It's much easier than writing a blog. It really is. It is. It, it definitely is. I, I know blogs are not as popular as they used to be either. You know, a, a lot of a lot of viewers now are more um, podcast or YouTube, TikTok based, you know. I love books, but I do audiobooks while mm -hmm. I work. So if anybody's like me, they are going to listen to their podcasts or listen to whatever else they want to listen to while they work. Um, I mean, I, I completely get it. It's really hard to sit down and read something when you're trying to multitask. Um, and then we also have affiliates, which yeah. is something Aaron leans that would, toward. That would go into these type as well, you know, um, especially the Amazon type one. But it's really nice to have the blog one to go with it too. You know, um, we, we don't have a big enough following for any of that uh, right now for the affiliates. But it's something um, definitely in the future when we get to that level that um, I would like to be more of, hey, here's, you know, a great review on this um, product that we're using. Here's the affiliate link for it, you know. 
And, and when we say we, you know, would recommend anything or do anything, we would not recommend anything to anyone that we would not use yeah. every single day. Yeah. That, that is not something we Definitely would. not recommending junk. No. <laughs> if we don't like it, we're, we're not going to recommend it. Um, and if it's kind of difficult to use, but it's worth the difficulty, we'll, we'll recommend it. But otherwise, no. We, we look for things that make our lives easier, things that might make your life easier. So we say, you know, that's what we're kind of, you know, it, that's like not what we expect to get out of this. But if it happens, we're, it's wonderful. Um, but we will have very high standards no matter what. I mean, we're not, you know, pandering off other people's stuff. Right. That we don't agree with. So the two businesses that we kind of have going, sort of, well, one of them, you know, it, it is. It's just not... It is. It's just not bringing in a tremendous amount of money at the time because we don't have a place to 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 do, to put up more or um, space to even uh, get any more at the moment. Uh, picking items. Yes. So, um, our house remodel, we kind of got. We kind of shifted everything to the basement yes. per se. And we had to. Like, mm-hmm. I've seen a lot of people who are doing remodels of their houses right now on YouTube. I don't... Pack your stuff up. Like, like even if you're still one room, pack your stuff up. It's not worth cleaning everything. I mean, scrubbing everything with drywall or whatever it is, it's, it's just not worth it. I don't know what we would have done if I had not packed up everything. And I don't think our... I don't think our contractors were expecting anything to be out of the way. I think they thought they were going to have to work around everything we had in the house. I, I don't know. <laughs> because we were like, I, I mean, I just knew that it's insane. But because of that, we've got everything in front of where our picking businesses. We've got a really great setup. We do. Um, we, I had a decent setup before uh, for pictures. It just the lighting and it was very low yes and it was breaking my back uh where it was before uh the place we had it before was in the dark corner of a basement so there wasn't enough lighting there uh the place we have set up now has perfect lighting perfect backdrop we just can't get to it to use it right and i also lifted the table up i bought some bed lifts for the table which lifted it up like 10 inches off the ground and that 10 inches was just enough to help with Aaron. I even think I got some expansion so I could get it up a little bit higher too. Yeah. Um, we also set it up for plug-ins, set it up for lighting above, set it up so he can hang up clothes. It's actually just a little corner beside of our fireplace that worked Yeah, like it had, it had no use. I mean, everything just sort of fit in there. And we put the curtain around it. It just worked really well yes um it's really set up to do our pictures for our reselling stuff and we also set up um, multiple shelving units with banker boxes on Mm -hmm. them so that we can you know um sort where everything goes uh, be able to pull and roll out our shelving units as needed as needed, so we can help find stuff or if we need to go through items, anything like that. We, we, we really set this up, I mean, to go all in 
on this type of one. Um, I, I will say, you know, we've, for us not to be able to focus as much on it last year, uh, we, we did do decent. Yeah, we weren't expecting, we're, we're not expecting our first year of these to really produce a lot. We're just really setting up the businesses. And I will say the hardest part with picking business for us was mailing. It was the lear- learning the shipping. But after we learned the shipping... Um, it's been a breeze. It's been a breeze. Like we know an 8 by 4 by 6 box is like our go-to box on most of our items. And um, we've learned how to split up our job duties with this because... Um, so I'm front end and back end on this and Aaron's kind of all in the middle. Um, I don't have the patience to sit and look stuff up. That that will drive me insane. I don't have the patience to figure out what the price needs to be on stuff. Um, that That is my type of that thing. That is his thing. Uh, and, you know, that was that's mine from an antique standpoint anyway. I like researching uh, you know, hey, what, what was this made? You know, what year? Uh, what's the more valuable of the two? You know, that type of thing's mine. And I've got a ton of different antique books um, on, on different various items as well. Now, for me, I'm better at cleaning, getting it presentable, getting it packed into its box um, or its container, making it look nice and neat. Um and just looking for any damages, any frays, you know, doing what needs to be done to make it as good for anybody who gets it as possible. Um, that's where I do my best work. If I need the details for Aaron, like how to do the description, all that, getting that ready for him. Um, so, and then I'm also good at the packing. Yes, you're very good at packing. I'm better at keeping up with the stats on everything. Mm-hmm. And, you know, hey... We made a sale. Here's what we need now, et cetera, et cetera. I, I mean, for our first year, we did earn eBay top-rated seller status. Yeah. Um, just because of how, you know, how good of our reviews were on everything and how, how good we were selling. Um, we have looked into other platforms as well. Um, those are like Poshmark, Macari, um, Bonanza, a few others. Um, we haven't really experimented with any of those from that type of standpoint, but we will go wise as to be cross-listing. And there's a few you, things that are out there now that make it easier for the cross-listing. And we'll probably do be doing like the Poshmark, Macari, and eBay uh, all at once to try to, try to get all all three up because you know you you've got different people looking usually on different ones like Poshmark's more clothes based um Macari's just different <laughs> and and eBay you know you have more of your long standing people or people looking for specific type of items yeah and our goal is to have this down to 5 hours a week and that's not including um buying the items that we need to buy right. we're also taking items we had from the house 
as well. So yes. we are we are taking items that we had. Aaron actually had a very very large collection of stuff that he's surprise surprise <laughs> he's been um, reselling and and we've been going through you know boxes and we still have so many more to go. Through. Yes yes We're, um this like we said before the goal was to use this for retirement. Mm-hmm. And that's what we're doing. It's just we're starting selling it earlier uh, than had, had we had planned to begin with. At the same time with the our, our, our picking thing, you know, I mean, we're looking at picking from yard sales. I've done some thrift stores. Thrift uh, stores here are hard. They are. Um, Goodwill here is like almost impossible to, well, the ones in Kingsport, John City area seemed harder. Uh, the one in Wise, we picked up a few good things from there, but um, it's more of um, Salvation Army that I've picked up some good items from, um, and then uh, Yard Sales definitely picked up a lot of good items from them, especially a lot of older like children book sets that we've done really good on. Yeah, um, that's the flea market. The, the, well, one of them was flea market, but then one, the other children books that I got it at a yard sale, remember, as yep, well. Yep. So stuff like that, uh, it's just knowing what to look for. Um, yeah, Aaron said really good. And last year, I didn't help him with much of the picking. Um, the baby was still too small at that point and needed more constant care. So I couldn't go thrifting with him. We did one, one issue really well. Yes. She, she was our first test. She did really good with it. And this year we plan on going out more um, because she's getting easier to manage. She's able to feed herself more. Um, <laughs> so it's, it's much easier to take her places, especially places like that. So we can both go and be looking because two sets of eyes are way right. better than one of these. Yeah. Things. Yeah. And like my specialties is more video games, mm-hmm. toys, um, sports sports anything sports wise um i don't know i picked up a lot of sports you did that that one day i picked up you picked up a lot of sports when i was up at another um one up the hill from that one but i mean i have a little bit of knowledge in a lot of the older antiques as well just not something really came across anywhere last year a lot of it was mostly home interior junk or just junk clothes you'll see a lot of home interior in our area that is a huge thing in our area like Massive. massive um but i would say for me i know if it's sports like especially college sports i know what's kind of grab sometimes what i get confused with is like local high school <laughs> she did pick up a couple of last year like <laughs> it said bears on it but it was union bears which is a I, local I have school no idea. and she thought it was like you know like chicago bears i had no idea no <laughs> idea just bears like okay it's sports grabbed them but we read them more than make our money back on all yes. that i got um so I did really good there, but um, I look for that stuff. Also, um, stuffed animals. Look at those. I've seen more of the cartoon things than Aaron has because I'm more. I mean, we we've been talking about this with the baby when we listen to music. He doesn't know what they are because <laughs> he stopped watching them. Mm-hmm. But I've um, had several younger siblings, so I'm a little bit more aware, and also nieces and nephews. 
So I know what to listen and look for when we look at things like that. Um, what was really popular, what's still kind of popular. And it just in general, just just stuff. I mean, you're really just looking for stuff you think is going to sell. And also when we go to these yard sales, I'm also looking for the home. Like, is there something for the house? So we do right. keep se money separated for the house and for mm -hmm. the selling business. Um, but our goal, what's, what's our goal money-wise for this? How much do we want to be making a month? Oh, we've went back and forth a few times. About the end of like five years, we'd like to be making a thousand dollars a yeah, month on these. That, that's what I was thinking as well. Uh, um, we're talking about cleared profit. Cleared wise. profit. So that's what we're looking for. After taxes, after everything, we're making a thousand dollars. Um, that's an extra twelve thousand dollars a year. We'll feel pretty good about that. Um, and then this money is solely just to be put away. This is. Just for the business, if we pull any, we reinvest it back into the business. Mm -hmm. But this is not money for, you know, like any household expenses. It's what we're working for now. Yep. Um, mushrooms. Mushrooms, I would say we're like 15%. We've, we've had some struggles definitely um, with the mushroom business. Now tell them why you want mushrooms. Why do you want to do a mushroom farming? Because it's it, it, you can automate a lot of it, and it's that's the only reason you want to do mushroom farming. I don't know what else was you <laughs> gonna say. When Aaron first brought mushrooms up to me, so Aaron's my idea guy. He he really is. He's my idea guy. He comes up to me. He's like, "Hey, I have this great idea. Let's try." It. Okay, and then I have to figure out how to do. It. So, Aaron comes up with the ideas. He kind of has a plan. Then I have to come in and actually define the plan. He wanted mushrooms because um, gourmet mushrooms do tend to have a good sell price, but they're also really good to eat. And if we can't sell them, we can dehydrate them and keep them for ourselves. It is a good protein source as well. It's a very good protein well. source. Yes. And we do like mushrooms. Yeah. Yeah, we really do like mushrooms. So this isn't something that we're doing just because, you know, it it can sell. It can, and it can be more of a survival-type protein-based food as well. Yeah, and it's also, for the most part, very sustainable because when you finish using your um, your bricks, that is compost. Yep, yep. It's pure compost. Yes. And it's ready to use compost. It's ready to use compost. So your waste from this is mushroom compost, which is very Ooh. highly sought after. Like one of the best. Yes. So it's another, like, we're, we're going to use this for our garden. Mm -hmm. We're going to, you know, it, it's it's helping sustain the homestead at the same time. Right. It, it's one of those where it's kind of out there. Um, it, it's a little bit out there, but it's definitely one we really are wanting to try. But we've had some issues. <laughs> yes. Um, sometimes we, we've had some good strength, I mean, some good production. Mm -hmm. um, there for a while we had so many blues that we were getting tired of eating them when we were uh, uh, testing them out. So, I mean... We know what to do. We know what some of our issues are. And we're hoping that this will fix some of those issues. And see, part of the problem is for this to be truly sustainable for us, in our opinion. 
we need to be able to do the process from beginning to end. So we need to be able to cultivate our own strains and everything. And that is where we tend to be hitting the roadblock because your your grains have to be sterilized. Right. And so that you've got to pressure cook your, your grains to and then inoculate uh, your grain with your liquid culture because liquid culture for us seem to be the... Better option. Uh, better option and easier easy storage option for us. Well, the problem is there's no formula. N no, it's what works best for you for most people. And we've not found what works best for us. Right. Um, we have have noticed uh, he hasn't put a price on it yet, but Myra's Mushroom, he's like one of the big ones in this mm -hmm. industry. In, has, in our area? No, no, not Myers. He's the oh. one in Kansas. Oh, okay, okay. You're thinking Mossy Creek. I'm thinking Mossy Creek, sorry. Um, Myers has come up with this, um, instead of doing a pressure cooker, a, a way to do this in a system itself. And hope, maybe long term, that might be an option for us uh, to uh, produce our blocks. Uh, we had some good luck stretching a strain in glass jars. Yes. We had a lot of luck with that, and that's where we got our production. But after that, when we tried to inoculate and create our own strains, we that's where we were running into more issues. Yeah, and issues is contamination. Yes, it would mold or it wouldn't. It wouldn't it, do or wouldn't produce, right. Um, so we think a lot of that was our intake and outtake yes. systems, which is something we're working, well, we'll be working on. Uh, we know what we want to do. It's just we need some stuff moved to, out from this stuff to start the mushroom back up. Yeah, so what we had before was, so with mushrooms, you have to be careful with spores. Because yes. it can get into your lungs. You don't you want can have them, spore lung. Yeah, you don't want that grow, and they'll grow on your lung. You don't want those being pushed into your air. You don't want those pushed throughout your house. So we had it into a system that caught it. Um, but when we were looking, we also had our humidifier system down below it. And we think if we switch them and actually put the outtake at the bottom to pull spores out from the bottom and then from there push it through a drain outside which makes the most amount of sense because the drain is right there right and um, then we will actually solve a lot of our problems and then we'll get our humidity up high as well Aaron really set the system up to be very automated yes it it, it we're trying to make it where you might not have to touch something in the grow tent all day Right. Um, now, and then when we do have it set up, we'll have processes in place for keeping it clean, keeping it vacuumed out. Right. Uh, we have a, a, a clean air tent as well. Yeah. A clean air tent. That's So we have three tents. We have one for the fruiting bags. We have one for um, the inoculation of the strain to get started. And then we have one, a clean tent that that's where we do all the inoculation when we do the injections in front of a flow vent hood. So we have three separate areas where we work. It does get a little bit right now. It's a little, little clunky, but that's, you know, another thing for us to work through and get that figured out to make it a little bit easier to mm -hmm. function in there. 
but we're working on it. We did have some success. We know we can get there. It's just getting there. Right. We, we know it can be done. We, we do. So, one of the things that we have been talking about since we first started this is setting up an outdoor system. Yes. So, part of the house tree model is for the mushroom business. Mm-hmm. Um, part of an enclosed section on where we're taking the carport, um, we're turning that into a whole section for mushrooms. Yep. I'm going to have a three-season oyster Maybe maybe some shelving. We're not sure yet, but we're definitely going to have oysters and buckets. Um, so, um, oysters and buckets. So, this is a straw mm-hmm. uh, lime method. Yes. And it's really easy to do. You, um, If you can dry your straw out. The biggest problem with the straw is the bugs. Is the flies. Yes. But I'm willing to invest in some really good bug mm-hmm. catchers to help with that. I mean... I don't care how much we pay just to keep the flies down because we had some huge problems when we brought them inside from that. Um, so we do know it can be an issue. <laughs> I wish I would have taken videos of Aaron trying to catch the flies with the vacuum cleaner. Hey, it was... It worked. <laughs> but it was funny. Um, we are also setting an area up in our um, woods behind our house for shiitakes. Logs. Yes, so um, shiitakes, uh, they they can be done via blocks. It's but not really worth it. The time it takes for them on blocks um, makes it where your grow room is taking up too much room when you could be doing oyster production or lines main uh, where you could get multiple ones out and faster sales, for example. Mm-hmm. Um, the shiitake in the woods that we're talking about you inoculate them into logs and then give them a soak method. Uh, and you could do two. You can yeah. you can do soak or you can do natural. We'll probably have some of both. Yes, probably um, so. But yeah, you just um, you can do it, dump them into a water tank. Um, after a year, and, and this is long term. This is not short term, but it's a this is a two year goal for us um, to get that because we have to get the area set up. We really want it fenced off, especially because because deer and uh, squirrels mm-hmm. can um, will probably eat those. Right, and we also want to make sure that. It's also, you know, if we do have mushrooms, we don't have people coming in actually cutting off our, our mushroom supply. That would be an issue. Um, Aaron's also really, he he's really the brains behind this. I just kind of figure out how to get there. Um, he's really looked at equipment and made some investments in the equipment. Yes, um, and one of those is, uh, it's called a Bubba's Barrel. It's uh, Myers Mushroom is actually the one who came up with that, but they sell through... Oh, gosh, what was the name of that place? Uh, either way, they're based out of Knoxville. Um, and um, this here is where, um, instead of pressure cooking the bags at the end, so there's two times you could pressure cook. Your uh, fruiting blocks. These are the fruiting blocks. So instead of that, you can put them in this 55-gallon, basically, drum. And they came up with this for that type of process. And so it sterilizes them over about an 18-hour period. Yes. And um, it, it does a lot of blocks at once. Because when you're doing your inoculation, your strains, you don't need as many bags of 
you know, you're normally doing a different the grain. grain. Like, yeah, yeah, your grain spawn. You're normally doing a different grain for your spawn anyways. You are. Whereas your fruiting blocks, you're doing a mixture of some sort, depending on what you're doing. There's so many out there. Um, you can do soy holes. You can do wheat. You can do... Any a, type of grains. Any types of grains. And it's usually a mixture um, for the fruiting blocks. In fruiting blocks, you typically do those in bulk, not seven at a time or eight wow. at a time. And you also tend to do bigger ones, mm-hmm. um, depending on the size of your grow room. Um, Aaron's always looking at new tech. He's yes, always looking uh, for innovations. Just, just like that one I was talking about, Myers. Myers is, is like the revolutionary one on mass uh, production, scaling any kind of new uh, type of equipment. Uh, I think he was, uh, if I remember right, he was uh, Air Force, and he uh, decided to come out when he could to run this full-time. So um, I'm always looking what others are doing, any type of new uh, inventions coming out in this realm, and uh, also part of many different groups that I... Um, read over and listen into to see if there's anything that could help us or always people are trying new methods maybe there's a new method that would fit our our processes better or we could take a snippet and make it into something our own right and if he sees something he thinks i need to listen to he pulls me in and we listen to it together and see what we could do with it um so the mushrooms the the goal with them again same, same goal as the picking business. Um, they're probably going to be a little bit more time intensive, probably closer to eight hours a week. And, and that's not if we do scheduled deliveries. Uh, yeah, probably on that. We don't know what our end goal on sales is. We don't know if it's CSR uh, like Mossy Creek does and just meet at a certain location once a week. And do deliveries if we want to sell to more of the restaurants uh, or if we want to do farmers markets and sell that way. So many different ways that we've talked about, but until we get our production uh, down pat, we'll have to wait and see, you know, hey, are we producing um 50 pounds a week, or are we producing 100 pounds a week? Right, because the goal, I mean, the goal is at least half 50 pounds a week. And we're trying to set up the tent so we have, at all times, we have mushrooms that are ready to pull um, at least once a week. Um, At least some. And we know, like, certain ones require more time, like the lion's mane. They require, like, a three-month period. Whereas an oyster, it's like within a week to two weeks and you're getting oysters. You can normally get two to three flushes. Yes, yeah. So, I mean, through a block, you can get multiple flushes out of a block. Mm-hmm. You just have to wait and you just ha- you have to get them at the right time. Mm-hmm. That's why it's not something that you can just set and forget it. You actually have to watch it because once they start to pin and once they get to that certain point... You have to go, you have to harvest. Right. And it could be within hours, you're over that time frame. Mm-hmm. Um, so I would say that. Yes. Yeah, yeah, so for, so for it, you know, also in the thousand to 1500 range a month on those is where we are going with the mushroom business or what we're trying to obtain there as well. So, you know, um, 
1512 months that's 18 grand if it was that so for us that would take care those two businesses alone would take care of most of our living expenses because we we do live pretty frugally um yeah it'd be 2500 dollars. that would cover the majority of our expenses it would it, it really would because we we do live on <laughs> yeah we we come across this we, we live very frugally um, and we're very careful with our money. But with these businesses, and I can say the picking business, our reselling business has been the most successful for yes, us. It has. Because we've made money. <laughs> we've, well, no, not just because we've made money. We've, we've set it up to where it works better. It, Even it when we had it on the other side, it was set up to where it works a lot better. Um, we had some trial and error with, you know, with both of them. And I can say with both businesses that we've came up with a few key things that we have learned that if you're setting up your side hustle, you really need to make sure you look at these things. So I would say the first one is create a strategy for your business. With the mushrooms, we did a class and we kind of sort of just jumped into it. And we should have taken probably a couple more classes than um, what we did. Yeah. I mean, I mean, from the strategy, even, you know, there's a lot of mushroom farms that do consultations, you know, or classes, you know, maybe that was something we should do as well. It might be something we need to do in the future. Yeah. I mean, it really might. Um, we really want automation anywhere we can. Yes. Uh, anything we can do to reduce our time into these and have them more, you know, do their own thing, um, like on eBay, I mean, for example, if you put something up for sale, uh, if it doesn't sell within so many days, it relists itself. That's another type of automation. Exactly. Um, we also really know for us setting up schedules for all the businesses to stay on top of it is very important. So we know we're going to have to check the mushrooms at least twice a day, once tomorrow, once in the evening. The picking business, that's more of an evening thing for us. And when something sells. And when something sells. Um, and we have kind of a schedule. Something sells, we get it the night before. Yep. Because um, for us, we usually try to use postal service for mm -hmm. most everything because we can schedule pickups and have them pick it up at our house the next day. And it's more cost effective for the customer. It is. Um, FedEx <laughs> is not cost effective. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you would think, you know, with all three of them now that... Some of the others are more cost effective for that, but I know you, uh, the post service keeps raising the rates, but they're still cheaper than the other two, except on large items. Yeah, larger items, which I mean, we've really not had to do that. Um, but even then, you can go through pirate ship, which we've done a few times personally, and mm -hmm. we'll start be looking at that more with bigger items right. for the business now that we've done it personally. Um, it does help with the cost. So it's just one of those those things. So setting up schedules is extremely important, and we have to stick to that. We know we cannot. It it does not work for us to to miss and do it in the morning because something happens and we don't get it done, or it we are scrambling to find it or something else. Yep. We we had that happen recently. Yeah, yeah. eBay actually relisted an item that was sold. That was sold, and I was like, "Where is this?" And I got looking, and it sold last month. And this is one I've heard other eBayers say that's happened to them before as well. Uh, so you know, stuff like that, and I'm like, 
I scheduled a pickup so the, the mail lady's looking for it when, you know, if I'd found out the night before, I wouldn't have scheduled a pickup for it. No, and not only that, we had to, we were scrambling because we couldn't find it. Right. And we were looking everywhere for this thing. Um, and then this is one Erin really focuses on for these businesses. It's, it's learning. Just like we've talked about homesteading before is, you know, constantly learning, um, seeing how to, how to, do, how to improve stuff. Um, like eBay, for example, I'm, I'm a part of, um, all kind of reselling groups on Facebook and stuff like that. And constantly I see people like, Oh wow, look at this item here. I picked up, you know, for like $2 and I sold it for a hundred dollars. You know, this is a new Bolo, uh, be on the lookout for. Um, so I'm always seeing things, Ooh, you know, I need to p put that one in the back of my brain. You know, if I see this, uh, that's definitely something we should probably be picking. And then the mushroom is just learning those techniques, uh, looking for new ways to do things and just, you know, reading up on any new strains that have came out. And so we're always looking at learning. For me, I'm learning um, for our future businesses. If we want to go the route of propagation, Erin's really set me up with some books for propagation um, for Christmas. It's just getting the time to actually sit down and read them. Um, I don't even know where they are right now. <laughs> How still the house is. But I'm really looking at that next to just getting down and starting, um, which I'll be able to do a little bit of this spring because I'm hoping to have some gooseberries to put put out this spring. Yeah, so uh, what are some of your uh, final thoughts for today? Um, start a side hustle, whatever it is. Yeah, yeah I, I totally agree because the way I look at it is a side hustle could turn into your full-time job if you lose that, for example. Yep. Or if you need, you know, extra income. We look at it as what if something happens. We do. We do. If something happened today, um, we even forgot to mention one. Microgreens. Oh, yeah, the microgreens. Well, uh, we've really not done anything We with haven't it. done anything with it, but we do have, we have bought things with it. We thought we would do it with the mushrooms as well. But, I mean... We're looking at things to, you know, help sustain our family if something happens. Yeah. And we're trying to look at things that if we can't sell them, we can still use them. Right. Definitely. At least food perspective. So, um, I, for me, you know, I feel like that's where I will have the most success on our farm, on our homestead is selling, you know, gooseberries, the plants, things of that nature. And, you know, hopefully the circuit. I mean, I'm very hopeful about that. I think I can do that very well. It's just, you know, finding the time and everything else for that. What about you? Always be looking out for as many side hustles that you can incorporate. Uh, you know, you might have one, hey, this takes an hour a week. This one takes two hours. I know I've got three extra hours a week. There's two things I can do. I'm constantly looking up, seeing, you know, hey, is there some other kind of side hustle that we should be incorporating? I'm always having to pull them back to make sure that it's something that we don't overextend ourselves with because Aaron has a habit of not thinking of overextending ourselves versus maybe I'm thinking the time, you know, Hey, I'm retired and I've got some more time. We can put a couple more in here. Yeah. No, <laughs> he's insane. Um, 
No, but if you have any comments, questions, or suggestions, you know, send those over to thecannycouple at yahoo.com. Make sure you go out and check out our link tree, which has links to all of our other social media. And, you know, make sure to go over to YouTube and, you know, check out some of the videos over there. We really appreciate it if you subscribe. And uh, also be sure to check out the podcast that drops on Tuesday, the uh, Farm Wise Sexy Life podcast that I put out. Um, and it drops on Tuesdays. And as always, thank you for joining us on The Candy Couple, where we work hard, live simple, and enjoy life. Have a wonderful day. <laughs>